I don't swing that way, Carol, but <laughs> thanks. Oh, I didn't mean that. It's just what you say to everyone, isn't it? It's a bit of love, a bit of love in the world when it's needed at the oh, moment. Oh, yeah, definitely needed at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, guys, listen, we love you. You're great listeners, but we would like a bit more interaction. So um, just a reminder that if you guys want to email us, with anything, we'll talk about anything, we'll talk about like whatever, you can ask us questions, advice, it's hello at carolandcheryl.com, isn't it Carol? That's right, yeah. And, and I think spelled... we're, all, we're all over the internet, like YouTube, yeah. um, you, you know, we'll put the links at the end, but come on guys, interact with us. Literally, if you've got a song or something, like if you've got, if you're a band or, you know, maybe you like to make a little bit of music, we'll play it. Like, literally, yeah, there's nothing exactly. we won't do. Literally anything. We're just gagging for it. <laughs> yeah, always. Always. Right. So, um, what's what's first on the menu, Kevin? Oh, so I think we're going to have a little email to start us off. Um, right. And it's Brenda in uh, Shipworth. And she's saying... Um, it's Valentine's this weekend. What yeah. do you ladies like to do for it? So it's quite a straightforward question this week, but it's very well themed. <laughs> You're a lot more, you and Mike are a lot more romantic than Steve and I, which is a bit of a bone of contention. Yeah, well, we sort of do have a, we do quite like to have a date night. So, you know, most Saturdays, obviously it's been a little bit limited of late but you know i've taken to uh setting a table with some candles and some rose mm. petals and you know a big plate of carbonara each and well normally a little treat for him on the on the well, table I, um one year um i I came round carol's house for valentine's day because my steve had gone gone um inside in in jail for a while he's he's in and out isn't he carol and um yes well she that she was lying is all i'll say but um yeah she she cheered me up by by inviting me around and you did um a pink like a rose carbonara um i think it was tomato puree wasn't it or something um yeah it's like a sort of prawn marie rose sauce mm, in a way yeah ketchup and mayo uh, yeah and rose petals in it oh it's delicious but um what what what's your treat for mike then that you alluded to is it is it edible or both well, <laughs> <laughs> of late it's always been some kind of um attachment or part to go with the cyclodone and what say. are the what are the men's attachments like because we've spoken about the women's attachments yeah, what they kind are of things kind of mostly well i've been concentrating as you know on the spiritual side yes. um so using it to channel the spirits um sexual energies 
But of course, um, before we started going down that route, we were very much looking at trying to equalise because obviously as a woman, it's easier to got more orifices to sort of put things up. <laughs> um, obviously, the men can take advantage of that side as well up the back passage. Um, but that's very much down to the individual. So, you know, if you're not a man who enjoys that, then we've obviously got like the kind of regular fleshy tube type deal, you know, mm. and um, various different cock rings. <laughs> Um, that do a number of things like they kind of go hot and cold or they vibrate or they sort of just generally cut off the circulation to keep it hard you know (laughs) Um, but yeah so um, this time I sort of well I've been getting him into a bit of the the sort of spiritual channeling of things so this Valentine's um, I got him a piece of red coral because um, I think that's quite a manly. Uh, it's not a stone, obviously. It's it's coral, but it's you know it still has its own sort of powers because it's a bit like a crystal, isn't it? In a way, crystal yeah, of the I sea. Mean, what about would a brick work? You know, a brick. I suppose a brick's quite a manly thing, isn't it? So we might have to explore that. Mm, yeah, because yeah. you could, uh, you know, like where you would charge a crystal what i could do was kind of get a brick and get steve to to ejaculate on it and then charge it like manliness you know like a cummy brick <laughs> uh, yeah not quite what we're looking for cheryl well, but well, yeah. you know it's Maybe yeah well you know, I'm, a, I'm a beginner as a, as a sideline you know like sexy bricks or something i don't know <laughs> could put could put a pair, pair of dolly tots on each side and have like brick nipples couldn't you (laughs) Uh, um... (laughs) yeah but what so you don't really do it then i've tried i've tried my um you know as i said one year steve was inside um he's not a romantic i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm not kind of you know i'm certainly not frustrated in the bedroom department but romance oh please i don't have no romance in my life i don't even know what it is one year. Yeah, he just I, thinks buying you a Yorkie's romantic, don't he? Yeah, and it ain't even the biscuit and raisin one, you know what I mean? It's the normal blue one. Um, And they hurt my gums. Oh, Lord, they hurt my gums. Um, so, so one year, after nagging and nagging him, he took me to Nanda's because he got a voucher, I think. Yes. And we were sat there and I ordered me lever as usual, didn't I, Cara? And I tell him I have it raw. And um, just sat, sat there trying to eat my liver and chips, trying to make a real effort, saying, oh, I love you, Steve, I love you, I love you, Steve. And, and he was just sat there poking his chicken around till he didn't he didn't want to be there, looking around him, looking so uncomfortable. Never again. Never again. Yeah, it's just the proximity to other people in a, a romantic setting, I guess, is it? That sort of... He's just always, whenever we're out, he's always looking shiftier. He's, A... Always thinking someone's after him. He's concerned, yeah. B, he's probably thinking, does anyone know me in here, what I've done? You know what I mean? He's been such a bloody lad in the past that, yeah, he he basically likes to... Steve tends to like to be on his own. 
Um, or if he goes out again alone at night. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so, yeah. Look, you can't change people, and I know like a lot of you <sighs> out there probably think you know it, it's uh, it's not the best. You know, if you're feeling alone, you don't like being reminded <clears throat> about other people in couples. But you know, a lot of people don't celebrate any of that stuff at all because it's quite commercial, I suppose, isn't it? I hope that answers your question, <laughs> Brenda. And, um, yeah, it sounds like Carol's in for another lovely weekend and it's just going to be me sat on Netflix fiddling with my twiglets. <laughs> so, um, right, I think now let's see who's called us and left some messages in our voice box. The voice box. Your messages in our voice box. Right. Okay, then. Who is that? Oh, here is Jill. Oh, it's a lovely name, isn't it? Oh, my mate's mum was called Jill at school. Yeah, she's dead Just now, at actually. school. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, well, yeah, she was a funny woman. Oh, but they found her behind a cash and carry. Yeah, a bag full of ice creams. They'd all melted. Right, here is Jill. Not the same Jill. Hiya, Carol and Cheryl. It's Jill again. I called you a few weeks back. Oh, I just wanted to say happy Valentine's. And what are you doing with your men? I'm sure you've got loads and loads of nice sex toys, haven't you, Carol? <laughs> I actually really love to do a special uh, Valentine's wank. <laughs> I haven't got a Valentine this year, so I'll probably just be sending a video of that to Alan Titchmarsh. All right, bye. Wow, well, I think Jill is psychic. She yeah, basically she just did. predicted just... what we just spoke about. Exactly, I know. <laughs> well, two so birds hi, with Jill. one stone. Hi, again. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, see above. But uh, with regards to a Valentine's wank, I mean, I... I would have quite liked um, a bit more elaboration onto that. I mean, presumably, Jill, you have got a vagina. Um, do you move your fingers in like a heart shape? You know, what, what do you think yeah, she does? Yeah, how is it a Valentine's wank? Maybe she just puts on some nice candles or something. Kenny G. You know? Yeah, writes herself a, a Valentine's card and posts it. And then when it Don't comes give me ideas. through the letterbox, you know, open yeah. it and then just have a wank. <laughs> she says Alan Titchmarsh. I mean... He doesn't necessarily... He's like a poor man's Christa Berg. And Christa Berg is like a poor man's I don't know who. Um, yeah, so... Fred Dibner. So, you know, <laughs> or something. Yeah. You're aiming low, Jill. So, um, well, yeah, she's I mean... A bit, Alan, uh, she's a bit of an older lady. I think he's quite a heartthrob, yeah. isn't he, amongst some. I mean, Alan Titchmarsh, you look at him and he's... He, I couldn't... I couldn't picture a penis, could you? And if, you know, maybe, I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not sure, he's, yeah. I'm not sure if he's got one, to be honest. I don't, he's got a glassy eye and a, and a strange smile. And I, I think if, if you were to peer down his garden in britches, you'd find perhaps a moulded stump, like a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a bit asexual, isn't he? But maybe that's it, you know, he's harmless. <laughs> Literally. Yes, well, I've well, I don't know. Never trust a green-fingered man. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> who's who's next, Jill? Bit a bit of a waste of time, really, won't you? He's uh, uh, oh, hello. He's Elliot. Hi. Uh, hi. I'd like to ask Karen and Cheryl why it's so fucking shit. <gasps> oh. Stupid fucking rubbish. Sheep. Oh no. Oh, that's enough of that. 
Right, has anyone got any serious, sensible questions? I can't believe it. it. How about this, Elliot? You're so fucking shit. You're the one phoning into a fucking podcast, you piece of shit. <laughs> Best move Babe, on. It makes my it makes my blood boil. Move on. Uh, oh, obscene. Oh, this will cheer me. It's Imran Carol. Imran oh, okay. is our biggest fan. Let's hope it's him anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's been our biggest fan for yonks anyway, is what he's got to say. Hello, Carol and Cheryl. It's me, it's Imran. <laughs> oh, girls, girls, girls. Will you be my valentine, girls? Hmm? Maybe you put your hands down your panties and smell. Tell me. Tell me the smell. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Oh, Imran. <laughs> I was like, what give me the giggles. That, oh, I will be your Valentine, say? darling. I think we already are by his token. <laughs> by the sound of it. Oh, dear. Well, I'm all right. I'm game. I'm game, Carol. Here I... I'm going to put my... Stick my hand down. <laughs> what does um, it smell like? Spammy. Because <laughs> oh, wow. I was... I was making spam fritters for me tea. So um, it's come through. Food comes out of my pores very fast. So I've actually got um, pork juice. I, my, my, I, I've got spam coming out of my, my pores around my vagina. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just smell a bit spammy, Imran. It's a bit of a, yeah, sort of indicator of what Cheryl's been eating. Uh, yeah, yes, well, I yeah. have to say um, mine just... Smells like rose water, you know. <laughs> what can well, I, say? I see. I do wash it quite regularly, probably about every with... two hours. <laughs> so, yeah, with like with, with rose water or yeah. Well, I sort of use like a special, you know, ladies' parts cleanser, and yeah, every a bit two of hours. Yeah, yeah, is that all right or? Well, I think it's like not advisable, you know, to everyone out there. But it's uh, just well, because, we've got to remember your acidity. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, mine's overly acidic, so you know. Well, I imagine if well, it, and if you don't do that every two hours, your vagina might start digesting itself. Oh, exactly. Very much like a stomach. Yeah, so I do have to prepare myself. When a, when a man comes my way, shall we say, yes, I don't want to be dissolving anyone's penis, so. No, and that, that has happened. We, we've we've had to instruct some very clever lawyers over the years due to Carol's kind of, yes. um, you know, Venus flytrap, literally. So, yeah, well, you know, as, as you say, Imran's been a follower of, of ours for quite some years. He was even handling our fan page for a time, but we had to sort of shut that down, didn't we? Yeah, there was, was get, some... Getting a little bit... Talk, talk of maggots, which was a little bit too much for us, I think, yeah. there. But he, he actually stabbed me once. But, um, you know, the past's the past. Everyone makes mistakes, don't they? We're very... Very loyal people. Exactly. You know, it was it was only a couple of inches deep. It's fine. Well, I think it was actually with a toothpick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Add an olive on the end. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then what's next, Cheryl? Right. I think it's time. I love it because I can't get enough facts. <laughs> it's fun facts. Fun facts. Well, 
So there's been a lot of greats, hasn't there, Cheryl? So you've had the Great Fire of London, you've had the Great War, um, but there was also the Great Stink of 1858. So Ooh. we're getting historical again today. Yeah. Um, basically, it was just because, you know, in them days people just slung everything into the river, into the Thames, didn't they? And loads more people started coming to London to find the fortune, you know, working the factories and the docks and things. And they was just, you know, pooing and putting rubbish into the into the water. and Having and then sex in it. Yeah, you know, it was a right sort of medley of all sorts going on oh, down, yeah, that a real, route, down a the real Thames. soup. Well, I heard as well, um, they used to, when the steam trains had finished for the day, they just used to just drive them into the Thames, get rid of them, then just, you know, get, yeah. get a new one out. Right, yeah, exactly. It was just a sort of dumping ground, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, there was trains and, you know, you could just go in there and have, yeah, have a shag and all sorts, all but sorts. But, yeah, I mean, there. basically, when when it got warm that year... The smell was just unbelievable. And even Queen Victoria was on an outing and had to go back home, didn't she, to her palace because she couldn't stand the stink. Um, Which is a fun fact just because you might not know about that, you know. We're all very used to having a nice plumbing and sewers and the like and the super sewer that's coming and it's on its way into London, as we know. However, you've you've got to be careful with what you flush down the toilet because increasingly um, they are retrieving fatbergs, aren't they, yes. down the toilet? I know you got um, you got a little bit mm, obsessed with the fatbergs, didn't you? I have. Yeah. Well, ever, ever since we we found out that was one under our house because oh, um, okay. yeah. Well, I, I was just what I was doing after I was cooking. Um, you know, getting the crisp and dry out, doing the chips or whatever. I'll just pour it down the toilet. Because um, for a while I cooked on the toilet, you know, it's got a nice flat top. So I'll just dump it down the toilet, dump it down the toilet. And the amount we eat as well, you know, my my feces is actually solid lard. You know, my feces is, is basically very off, off-white. off There was just no hope, yeah. Well, it, it's quite, we, we've used it for grout in the tiles and all sorts, my poo. Because it's, you know, it's quite, quite, um, quite fatty. Um, but yeah, that that hence hence the fatberg under our ass, and there's now a sinkhole under our ass that's going to go any minute. Oh, but dear. you know what I mean. What can we do? Got it's got to have a roof over our heads. You gave we? it a name, didn't you, the fatberg? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, yeah, it was Catherine. Yeah, because once the council came round, they told you it was there, didn't they? And you sort of thought it was. Like a creature or something. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, you know, I'm, start, I'm scared. Steve, go and check Kathy ain't on the move. Yeah. But, yeah, she's I think she's just sat down. But they, they had to break her up and pull her out. I was devastated, actually. Yeah, that's probably why the sinkhole's happening now then. Oh. Yeah, exactly. But I've got a little bit of her in a locket that I wear every day, you know, just to remind, remind me of her. And there's quite a lot of hair in it as well, actually. I'd say she was... 50-50, really, fat yeah. and hair. Maybe some teeth. 
Yes, um, with Steve, yeah. But, you know, all of this, what it's reminding me of, I don't know about you, but was what happened to us back in 1992, which actually became known as the Great Stink of 1992, yes, didn't it, yes. in, our, in, our, in our nostrils? Um and it was, yeah, because we, we were doing some recording at Caltrex, which is our studios back then. And, um, yeah, it was just a god-awful smell, wasn't there? Yeah, I think there was a... It, well, they traced it back to me. Um, there was another fatberg um, underneath the ladies' box because um, of me, you know what I mean? Oh, and I yeah. was I, I pooed a lot. In those, I poo a lot now, but I pooed a lot then. Like, you know, I think the doctor said, you know, you go and have your body mass checked, your BMI. Well, yes. I've got PMI, like poo mass index, and um, <laughs> a lot of my hands instead of bones, it was poo. So it sort it of finds its way into out. other cavities. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite curious stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, and yeah, so basically. All of the pipes, the toilets started yeah, overflowing. Completely backed it up. And it was air conditioned. Um, and it was pouring through into the recording booths because it gets very hot in those rooms. Well, and it's also because and... Dave Stiltskin was responsible for rigging up the whole place, well, yeah. wasn't he? And he did a bit of a, a, bit of a cowboy job on the air yeah, conditioning. Literally. Yeah, and I think he plumbed the air conditioning into the toilet. Like I think his plan was if you flush the toilet, the air from the flush would sweep through the, the system and cool you down. But obviously, you know, we just had kind of raw raw poo fumes coming in, like trying to record and gagging. And I think on some of the some of the early tracks um from that session, um we you know, I think you can actually hear it in the background. They didn't edit all of it out. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty hard to sing one single line without without yes. retching. So um yeah, so that one stuck in our memory, didn't it? Yes, For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it, that wasn't the only time, I have to be honest. There was another year, wasn't there, where they found um, sort of prawn shells stuck behind the curtains. I think somebody was trying to get back at him. You know, he did oh, yeah. He did screw over a few people in the past. He did. He, had, he was one of them people, a little bit like my Steve, um, there's always some vendetta, you know yeah, what I mean? There's always always exactly, someone. Exactly. I mean, we were relatively successful and he had a sort of stable of artists that, you yeah. know, pretty much dead in the water. <laughs> well, literally yeah. with him. Uh, but, yeah, I think Bucks Fizz might have been through. Um, mm. They're quite bitter people, aren't they? Especially, Especially Cheryl. Cheryl Baker. Especially Cheryl Baker, yes. yes. Um, mm. So anyway, yeah, so that was that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that, that is a tip, actually, for all those people. Um, frozen prawns. Hide a few frozen prawns um, in the in the dwelling of someone you don't like. Um, I recommend doing it under a doormat. Uh, stuff it down a cushion inside, zip it back up. It's even sew it into the curtains. Yeah, sew it into yeah. the curtains. Wasn't us though. <laughs> or prawns, prawns in your kettle, prawns, uh, or squish it in your toothpaste. Uh. Oh, wasn't us. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't makeup. <laughs> right. So, well, we were going to have horoscopes with Farina next. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. That's not happening, is it? No. Um unfortunately she's I think she's in a bit of a mood. 
Yeah. She you know I tried to ring her and I couldn't get through and then I sort of got yeah a text message that said you know, you didn't do what I asked you to do, basically. I think she was quite upset. And I said to her, well, you know, we were supposed to be telling us our horoscopes, what was going to happen, not what we should do. I think that was a bit misleading, to be honest. Yeah, it's our, and it's our show at the end of the day. Plus, they're ever so emotional, aren't they, them Brazilians? You know, they turn on it, they fly off on the handle, turn yeah, on a Yeah, she'll be fine next week. She'll be, she'll be fine. fine. Yeah. She'll be back. She'll be back. So, oh, that was, that was very enjoyable, wasn't it? So I think next of all, oh, yeah, let's get back to our good old... Good old segment from from the days of yesteryear is a king of. What what is it the king of this week, Kiddily? So it's the king of smells. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, and I think that's obviously been led by what we've been talking about. To be honest, um, so I Your was thinking. I was thinking about it quite a lot because um, I appreciate, you know, um, some very unfortunate people with COVID who've had some problems with losing their sense of smell Uh, and some who've even had it completely distorted and it's called parosmia where you, you actually think that bad smells like poo smell like food and then like food smells like poo. So... It's um, poo smells like food and uh, a food smells like poo, which is, you know, just just terrible. But that's kind of how you are normally, Cheryl, isn't <laughs> This it? is the thing when it was also, so, you know, I was just flicking through the Daily Mail. I said to Carol, have a look at this, have a look at this. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like me. Because <laughs> I, I used to think it's just that all the stuff what people cooks, oh, I just don't, you know, I just don't happen to like it. And then I realised it was kind of everything people cooked I didn't like. And then I'll, you know, I'll go, I'll go to the toilet and do my business, and then I'll be thinking to myself, "God, I'm hungry," <laughs> you know. What I mean? And I didn't know what it was that was causing it. And then I thought, "Oh my God, OMG, I think it's my shit." So I reached in, I reached in, picked uh, it up, you know. Uh, it, was, it was all white in my hand, you oh, know. No, I you started didn't. chopping down. Oh, no, I bloody you did. I oh, bloody did, you know. I don't do it often because I had to go to hospital, didn't I? But, yeah, but it's funny that, you know, I kind of smell carbonara and you're like, what are you doing, Cheryl? You know, I don't get it. I mean, it smells like shit, Carol. But you've been training. You took me to an hypnotherapist, didn't you? And I've kind of, I've yes. gone halfway. Well, it's you know. smell training, isn't it? Yeah. So we yeah. have to kind of give you nice smells and then sort of pictures of nice things you know so that it kind of makes that new association for you um which i think is a good tip yeah um my new favorite one um probably my new favorite smell the best smell in the world for me is a chicken roasting preferably cheesy but i roast chicken to me end of smells like home you know yeah wherever you are i stand by the chickens in tesco's a good start definitely uh and well for me i think i think it's a bit too predictable really to say carbonara because that's kind of more like a medley of smells i would actually say it's more like an emotion an yeah, experience with you exactly um 
so otherwise I would probably say Turkish Delight reminds me of my dad you know oh right yes the famous of course wrestler. yeah yeah Turkey and D, it's like roses and like yeah, it just makes you think of Ugh. Christmas and like nice, nice things. You know, I like to like recline on the sofa with, with a nice fur blanket on and some candles, and I probably pop, pop, pop something in, and hook myself up to the cyclodone, and um, yeah, just tuck into a nice big box of Turkish delights. Probably yeah, which... the rose ones is my favourite, so that's yeah, the, yeah. And obviously, the cyclodone stimulating you downstairs will 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 help with your saliva production. Um, that's to, right. To, Sometimes to I and... do actually need a bit of help. <laughs> she well, she's yeah. you've actually got one saliva gland for your entire mouth, which people may not know. About yeah, you. exactly. So that's probably, I guess, another reason why I like carbonara so much because it's nice and sloppy. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, Carol only eats sloppy food apart from salt and vinegar, and even then, sometimes you have to you you have to run them under the tap, don't you? Yes, yes. Or probably, as you say, um, insert something. Yeah, up yes, yeah. Because because your G, yeah. well, our GP, we've both got the same one, Doctor Ritajma. Um, he actually suggested vaginal stimulation as a di- as a direct um, remedy for dry dry mouth. Um, I've got the opposite problem. My mouth's too wet, so I actually have little. Um, they're actually I, to save money. They're tampons, <laughs> so I just slide a couple of tampons in. Sometimes three if I'm going to a carvery. Um, one under my tongue, one one in each cheek, and it and it soaks it all up. Lovely, great, but be careful when you're smoking because I've set fire to my mouth before, and I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we, it was always a bit of a problem when we were trying to record, actually, as well, wasn't it? We'd like, right, yeah. just get them out in time, you know, before yeah, our mouth yeah. fills up again. <laughs> We'd so. have thirty seconds, and I'd have a bucket to spit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, them were the days. Yes. But makes makes uh, makes you quite popular with Steve anyway, doesn't it? <laughs> so. Oh, why do you think we've been together for as long as we have? Oh. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> right, guys. Well, I think it's now time for the last segment, and that is our weekly erotic audio drama, Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally. And we're on uh, book three. This is um, All at Sea, where um, our heroine Dilly has been, um, essentially, her her husband has arranged for her to be kidnapped because his knob's broken and he can't have sex with her to the level that he thinks she needs. Um, Quite straightforward. And um, we're joining her. um, She's boarded an ocean liner. But um, all, all is not well, is it, Carol? <laughs> no, I think um, the pleasure is going to fluctuate <laughs> between a little bit of humiliation and, uh, well, you know, she's got to have it a little bit hard sometimes. Yes, I mean, it's it's what we as women, you know, we, we do like. That is, that's the message we want to send to impressionable young men. So, um, yeah, here it is. Hey. 
gentle scoundrels will try to take away every day. Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally, All at Sea, Chapter 3, Sex Pirates Attack. Dilly was tossing and turning in her four-poster bed, which was inside a grotto made of crystal shells. She had been dressed in her nightgown with her long hair delicately plaited with lavender after a bath of pearl dust and cream by Dick and Fanny. She sat up and gazed out of the porthole window, thinking about the moment she had spent with the captain not two hours ago forthwith Hensley. Oh, I know this is your will, George, my dear, but I do feel frightfully guilty, she said, as if writing a text to him had texts been invented. She began to notice a distinctly green hue washing across the room from the porthole and wafted across the bedchamber to peek outside. Oh, my good gracious, Twitty Dick Fanny! Outside the window, half shielded by a thick dark green cloud, was a huge pirate galleon. She could make out the unmistakable flag flying atop the mainsail, but instead of a skull and crossbones, it was a skull with two crossing phalluses. She gulped heavily and backed away from the window. <coughs> Twitty Dick Fanny, where are thee? What do you play at? After still no reply, she bolted from the room and flew into the suite's living room and gasped. Before her was Twitty, Fanny and Dick, engaged in the most grotesque carnal act she'd ever seen. My Lord, oh my God, oh Jesus Christ, Twitty, what are you doing? Um, This is the devil's work. Twitty removed one of Dick's feet from her mouth and the other from her custard kelly, which was more than ankle deep. Oh, madam, I don't know what's come over me. Oh, <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> it's Dick's dick. <sighs> Dilly realised this evil miasma had gotten inside them and its wisps were playing across her bare pins. She heard a commotion and cannons firing and ran out onto the deck to find an endless stream of messy, dirty pirates swinging on ropes onto the decks of the SS Cumhardy from the gigantic ramshackle galleon which had pulled up alongside. Twitty pointed to one large muscular man standing on top of the bridge cackling and bellowing. <laughs> Why? It's, it's Captain Scabbard! Leader of the sex pirates! Oh, we're done for! Madam, we must run! Dilly felt scared and yet exhilarated. Dear George had mentioned his name, but she had no idea he was a pirate. She wasn't ready yet, surely, for this level of depravity. Her first instinct was to flee. The men spread in a formation covering all potential escape routes, while one small one, who was but only three feet tall, shinned up the mast to erect the sex pirate flag over the top of the cumhardies. His laugh went right through her. <coughs> Dilly and Twitty made a break for some stairs leading below the decks. Hearing awful screams and the sound of dresses being ripped and soft parts squidgily parted, or even bayoneted, they quivered. 
After nearly 10 minutes of winding their way down deeper and deeper into the ship, they emerged into the cargo hold. Madam, uh, we may be able to locate the carriage and take refuge in there. I'm afraid the locks are still broken, but with any luck, Captain Scabbard and his men will be too busy with all the ravishing up there to worry about finding any more raw meat. Yes, very good, Twitty, very good. Ahoy, I spot her there, our carriage. Dilly and Twitty clambered into the carriage and pushed some hat boxes up against the doors and let out great sighs of relief. Ah! <sighs> Well, at least it's nice and warm down here, madam, being next to the engine room and all. Oh, Twitty, that's what I love about you. You always look for the good in every scrape we get ourselves into. Love, Mum? Suddenly, they both fell silent and stared into each other's eyes for what felt like an eternity. Without warning, they both simultaneously lunged upon one another and hungrily began to unlace their many layers and shrieked in ecstasy. From outside the carriage, Dilly's hand ran down the inside of the window against the condensation as they both wailed in pleasure. Unfortunately for them, they were not alone. Two of the sex pirates had been alerted to their presence by their cries of passion and were sitting on a couple of crates masturbating with chat's spotty hands. After they'd both relieved themselves, they marched up to the carriage and yanked the door open. Dilly and Twitty immediately tumbled out, still in a scissoring position, and continued scissoring, too ensconced in passion to realise they'd been apprehended and turned out of the carriage. The dirty pirates stood over them, cheering and whistling until they both lavishly came off. <laughs> Dilly's post-coital haze cleared as she looked up and saw two grubby pirate faces. Oh no, no! They smugly wrenched both women to their feet and slung them over their shoulders. Yes, yes. Oh, let go of us, you horn-swoggling bastards! Oh, this one's got a sailor's mouth and no mistake. You two are off to meet the captain, our Captain Scabbard. They emerged onto the deck and were both shocked at the grotesque tableau of carnal carnage. Gone were the ice sculptures and dancing boys. The deck was covered in cake and all manner of discharge and the spent bodies of naked men and women who'd been discombobulated whilst trying to resist the onslaught. Though some were still writhing in pleasure. The pirate carrying Dilly leaned down and scooped up a bit of poo and slapped it against her cheek whilst roaring with laughter. Who all over your face? Oh, 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 you wretch, you devil. Madam, um, now might not be the time, but I, I feel we should talk about what just happened. Absolutely not, Dilly blushed bright red. What happened there was nothing more than the fear of whatever spells and potions had been put on us by my good husband, George. The pirates leapt back up onto the pirate ship, which was called the Jolly Good Rogering, taking Dilly and Twitty with them. They watched in horror as the SS Cum Hardy began to sink. 
They were unceremoniously dropped to the floor on a pile of wet, rotting fish. But before they could even gag, they were met with a pair of shiny white knee-length boots, a bulging, throbbing crotch and a manly, rippling chest. Welcome aboard, ladies! (laughs) I've been expecting you! He turned towards the stricken ship. (laughs) Take that, Kingdom Frost! Sir George Willycroft didn't bargain for this, did he? When he paid me a measly five pieces of silver to take his wife, did he now? <laughs> Dilly stared wide-eyed. Wait, please, at least address me by my name. Lady Sovereign Dilly Dally Willycroft. Captain Scabbard roared with laughter. <laughs> what was that? Lady Pisspot Neckle, Fanny? <laughs> I don't care what your proper name is, but very soon we're all going to know you very well. Every inch of you, my little seal. Scabbard unsheathed his large manhood, wagging it at them like a sock puppet, and began pissing thick ribbons of urine at their feet. Their clogs clattered on the poop deck as they tried to avoid it. His men roared with laughter as Dilly and Twitty were led below decks. Oh, George, Dilly thought, what have you in store for me this time? I do not understand your methods, my dear, but I will try to see the confusing nature of your will and believe this is your love at work. But little did Dilly know that the depraved plans of Captain Scabbard and the sex pirates were not part of his intentions at all. And nobody yet knew the disaster that had befallen the SS Cumhardy. The jolly good rogering trundled over the waves and Dilly heard a deep and strange sound arising from the deep. Okay, wow, shit really hit the fan literally there, blimey. It certainly did, yes, I'm really not sure what George had in his mind with this. I'm not really getting this. Um, She's very devoted. She is, yes. I'll give her that. I mean, I don't know, is she gay or is it just the potions or, you know what I mean, like her and Twitty in that car. I mean, blooming hell, it nearly turned me. She definitely is exploring all of her sides, isn't she, in this uh, book? So, because we saw in the first episode, she was lusting after the uh, buccaneers, wasn't she? So, mm. Laura, um, Laura Lavender. Laura Lavender, yeah. So, I think we're going to see Ugh. quite a lot of experimentation on this one. Most certainly. Yes, well, say so, so, so stay, stay tuned for that one. It's just old Carol, my sleeping pills coming in. Oh, okay. okay. Well, let's sign off now then. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, have a good week. Happy Valentine's Day, and we'll Happy see you on Valentine's. the other side. Bye. Guys, don't stop listening yet. Go to www.carolandcheryl.com to check out our social links and all our other podcast episodes. Also, please send us an email. Hello at carolandcheryl.com. Have a wonderful week. Live your life, your dreams, your crystals, your time. You have been listening to a Carbonara Aspect production.